Good morning, good morning. Man, thank y'all for real. Like y'all, y'all don't even understand how much y'all bless me with these. I was talking to Cody this morning. He was like, you got some 13s? I was like, nah, man, but I wanted to buy some. And it was specifically these pairs is what I was talking to him about. I was like, you know, he's like, why didn't you get them? I was like, man, you know, I just I ain't got the money for all that. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be wiser nowadays. But look at God. You know what I'm saying? Look at God. Man. That's awesome, man. Well, good morning, church. And Pray y'all ready to receive a word. Anybody want to receive a word from God today? Man, I pray that he really would speak to something to you that is unshakable. It just sticks with you. Something you think about throughout the week. And it just, man, every time you think about it, it just brings a smile to your face. And You know, for the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about who we're called to be. I told everybody, man, be you. There's only one of you, right? There's a world filled with people, but there's only one of you in this world. And so be who God designed you to be. And, and last week we talked about being a testimony of how we need to be a testimony, not just with our words, but with our actions, with our life, and how that should be enough before people even know you're a Christian. You can say, man, there's something different about that brother. There's something about that sister that got some peace that I don't have that I want for myself. And we also talked about if, in order to receive that, though, that you got to put yourself in a posture, in a position to receive. And so today we're going to be talking a little bit kind of like that. We're going to be discovering where we're at here and right now, okay? Here and now is the name of today's message because a lot of us are in life and sometimes we don't know exactly where we're at in our life. But I pray more than anything that you would receive that direction, that clarity, that awareness today. And we're going to read a story about two sisters. I don't know if you ever heard of Martha and Mary, okay? We're going to be reading in Luke chapter 10, two sisters, Martha and Mary. You know you're important whenever your name's in the Bible, okay? There's a lot of people in the Bible that don't even say no names, but your name is in the Bible, man. It's because there's some, there's some importance to it. And so I want y'all to receive that today, that your name, man, is, is written in the book of life, okay? There's some importance to your name when your story is being told. And so before we get started, I, I just want to pray, and we'll jump right in. So, Father, I just thank you. I just thank you how we could have desires for our hearts, Lord, and when they're according to your will, you bless us with it time and time again. And even something that could seem frivolous, Lord, it could seem like it's not that significant, you just show us how good that you are to us. And Father, you bless me today. I think about this week, you've just been blessing me time and time again in different small ways, but in ways that just remind me of who you are and who I am to you. And so, Lord, I just pray for all of us this morning that we would see your hand in ways that we receive your love. And even right now, just as we read your word and we spend time, man, just walking through what your word says, Lord, that we would receive a word from you that would stick with us throughout the week. That would affect the way that we live, that would affect the things that we say, that would affect the way that we process and we gather information and we think about things, Lord, that we would all bring it to your feet. And so, Father, would you just give us awareness today? Would you give us direction? Would you give us guidance? Would you show us exactly where we are right here and right now? So, Father, we just thank you and we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the other day, uh, I had a meet with a family about a funeral. And 
after I got done meeting right, which is a common thing, is they're like, Pastor Furman, we got some people that want to visit with you. And I'm like, okay. And so I go to the other side of, of here and to the building, and there's this little old lady that wanted to speak with the pastor. And so I go up and I introduce myself and say, how you doing? I'm, I'm Furman. And she's like, and who are you? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm the pastor. And she was like, huh? I said, I'm the, I'm the pastor. You asked for a pastor, right? She said, you're not what I expect. <laughs> I was like, uh, so you still want to talk? Or? She was like, no, I, I mean, you're a lot younger than what I was expecting. I was like, okay. And if you know me, I'm kind of dressed like this. And so, you know, I told her, don't slip on the drip. Okay, no, I didn't tell her that, no. I just said, okay, uh, well, let's, let's go and talk. And so we went and sat down, and I was like, well, you know, well, what brings you here? And she's like, you know, I'm kind of at a loss in life. She said, I'm 62 years old, and, you know, I've been doing life for other people a majority of my life. I'm always willing to help and do all these things, and I'm kind of at a point that I'm trying to focus on me, and I don't want that to sound selfish. It's like, man, that's not selfish at all. She continues to elaborate and just say, like, she feels that she's on this crossroad and she doesn't know where she's at. She doesn't know where God's trying to lead her. She just feels lost. And we're sitting there and we're talking about this back and forth. And in this office over here, there's a picture of a road. And in the middle of the road, you know, there's the yellow lines, okay? Now, if you're in Lubbock, it's going to be different because Lubbock roads are jacked up. But there was a yellow line and she was like, you see that yellow line? I'm right there in the middle of that road. And I was like, well, Maria, I want you to receive this today. That's a good thing, that you could tell where you are on the road. Because that's something that we all lack, is awareness. As we continue to talk some more, she started to realize, you know what? I'm glad I met with you today because God gave me a lot of confirmation to where I am, to where I'm headed and what I'm doing. And as we were talking, I was telling her, it's not selfish to care about you because if you don't care about you, Nobody else will. If you don't have nothing to pour out, when you don't have nothing that's being poured into you. So she left and, you know, she, she leaves. She's like, man, thank you, Pastor. I was like, no, thank you. You blessed me today because you just reminded me how I need to be still, how I need to just pause sometimes and just reflect it to where I am, where I'm headed, what I'm doing. So she leaves, and I share that with you because, like I said, that's something we all could use is awareness. You know, you can have all the knowledge in the world. You can have all the experience in the world. But if you don't have the awareness of when to use it and how to use it, it ain't going to do you no good. God can give you a vision of where he's going to take you in life and things that he's going to do in your life. But if you don't have the awareness of what that's going to look like, what's going to be needed, how you're going to get there, it's always just going to be a dream. It's going to be a vision. And so I pray today that as we read this story of Martha and, and Mary, that we would discover which one we are, but also we would gain some awareness to where we are in life, to where we are in our roads. And so I want us to read, starting at Luke chapter 10, verse 38. We'll have it here on the screen for you. We're only reading four verses, okay? But that's the thing about the Bible is you don't have to read a lot to get a lot from it. So I want us to start off here on verse 38. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him 
into her home. Man. Church, I know that we're all some busy people in this life, but did you catch what happened? It says Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, but Martha stopped him and invited him to the house, and he came. Do you know why Jesus stopped? Do you know why he went to Martha's house? She invited him. That sounds pretty simple, right? But this is the thing, church. I want you to receive this today, that if you really want Jesus to show up in your life, and your marriage, and your relationships, and your finances, and your children, and all these different ways that we want Jesus to show up in our life, you have to invite him in. You have to invite them in. It's that easy. It's that hard. You ever know somebody that you want to invite to a party or something, and you're like, man, I really want them to come over, but, man, I know they're always busy. Like, oh, I'm probably not even going to tell them about it. And then you talk to them, and like, man, I wish you would have told me. I would have came. And you're like, you would have? Man, I know you're busy. I don't want to bother you with this. But that's the thing that we just see, church. Yeah, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. Yeah, he got other business to attend to. But when she invited him, he paused, he stopped, and he went and stayed with her. If you want Jesus to show up in your pain and your struggles and these different areas and the good, the bad, the ugly, we have to invite him in. A lot of us see people and we hear about how God is moving in their life and we be frustrated like, well, how come he's not doing the same thing in my life? And as we get to talking with them, we discover that they invited them in. Hmm, you'd be surprised. You see, if you see other people getting blessed and God moving in, in mighty ways, but this is the only time you spend time with God, you spend time with Jesus, it's going to be hard to see him move in your life. It's hard to see him move in areas of your life that you don't give him access to. Invite them in. Invite them in. Just like all y'all got invited to come here, we got to invite them in in our life. And I don't know if you caught this, but really there's a double portion of blessings in this one scripture right here. It's a double blessing. Because it said that Jesus was going to go handle some business. And the reason I say this is a double blessing is because when you realize that you invite Jesus in and he speaks something to you or you read it, his word and his word speaks something to you. So even when you have that delay, when you're waiting for that to come to pass, when you're waiting for it to happen, it's going to get done. Jesus is still going to go to Jerusalem. He's still going to do them same things that he said he was going to do. He is a man of his father's business. OK, and so if he has told you something, it's going to come to pass. Don't allow the link that it's going to take to receive it to rob you of the peace and the joy and the truth that God is trying to give you in the middle of it. It happens. It comes to pass. You have to invite him in. You have to stand on his word. You have to know that the work is still going to get done. If he speaks it, count it as done, even before you receive it or see it happen in your life. So I want y'all to receive that today. And then I want us to, to continue reading, though, And I want us to read verse 39 through 40. So we know that Jesus showed up to Martha's house. And usually when you have somebody show up to your house, what do you do? You want to make sure they're comfortable, right? 
You know, hey, can I get you something to drink? Make yourself at home. If you come to my house, we're going to be like, take off your shoes. Ain't trying to mess up this carpet. But you want them to feel welcomed in your home. And so we know that this is kind of taking place. And we read verse 39 through 40. It says, now her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. So we see two sisters, two different positions, two different postures. One is soaking up game, right? One's right there at the Lord's feet, listening to everything that he's saying, taking it all in. The other was running around the house trying to prepare a meal. Distracted, busy. That's the second thing I want you to receive today. Is don't allow what you can do for Jesus to keep you from doing life with Jesus, okay? It's nice that you could do things for Jesus, that we could be his hands, his feet, and time. Even this Saturday, right, we're going to go and try to serve people, love on people. Man, that's an amazing thing to do. It's always cool that you could go and be a part of something that God is doing. But we could never allow that to be more important than being at his feet, than spending time with him, than being present. Church, that's something we got to understand and receive. And even as a pastor, I struggle with this, right? I got all these different assignments and different tasks, and I'm always thinking, what's the next thing that we need to do, Lord, and this and that. But at the end of the day, God don't care about none of that. At the end of the day, he's saying, you're going to pull up a chair with me and sit down. At the end of the day, he's saying, you're going to be at my feet and you're going to receive from me. And so if Jesus holds me to that standard, he holds all of us to that. Which one are you? Are you Mary or are you Martha? We struggle with that because we don't always view what we could do for Jesus as a bad thing, right? But it can be when it becomes priority, when it becomes the only thing that we're doing. And it goes back to what we were talking about with Maria. It's all about having awareness. It's about understanding the timing and the place of what's being asked and what's being called. We see Martha was preparing a big meal. I'm sure Jesus was hungry. He'd been traveling. But I ain't see him ever say that he wanted a big meal. And that's the thing that gets us in trouble sometimes. But we think of all these things that we could do for God, that we overextend ourselves in ways that block the blessing that God has for us in the moments. And we're supposed to be right at his presence and his feet. He got something to give us, and we're so distracted. Oh, oh man, Jesus pulled up, man. Let me go make sure I'm going to go fluff the pillows. Let me go set out the mouse traps. That's my house. Okay, sorry. You know, the other day, this couple of weeks ago, and I'm, I'm, I told you I'm guilty of this. I, I heard this lady screaming outside of our house, walking early in the morning. And I was just like, what is going on? Throw on my cape. Let me go save her, right? Des, my beautiful wife, my bride, my best friend, she said, boy, if you don't sit yourself down, okay? <laughs> she said, you can't go and save everybody. Like, you need to leave that lady alone. You don't know the situation. Did God tell you to do that? And I was like, nah, he didn't say that. She was like, well, you need to leave it alone. So I'm just going to say thank you, love, because you saved me from La Rorona. She could have had me, <laughs> but I'm still here, okay? What happened, though, is this lady had lost her dog. And I had some really important things that I was supposed to be taking care of at that moment, at that time, that I would have missed and, and messed up if I would have been running off and just trying to do things. It's awareness, church. Yes, God wants us to love other people well, 
but we got to learn to not to overextend ourselves. We got to learn that sometimes God wants us just to be present. He wants us just to pull up a chair. He don't even want us to talk sometimes. Sometimes we just do too much talking. He's like, if you would be quiet just for one second, you'd be able to hear what I'm trying to tell you. Which one are you? Are you Mary? Are you Martha? When we get distracted with trying to be busy, we're going to end up getting frustrated. We're going to end up missing out on the present, the moment that God has for us. And I want us to continue to read to see this. As we continue verse 39 through 40, it says this. Martha came to Jesus. She said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. That's a word right there, okay? I want you to receive this today. This is, this is what I want you to take away. Unspoken expectations will always bring spoken troubling experiences, okay? I'm going to say that again. Unspoken expectations, the things that you are putting on people that they have no idea what you're talking about, that you never voiced to them, it's going to bring you trouble that you're going to be sharing and telling everybody about. I don't know what, you know, village, what hood Martha was from, but she sound like people I know that get frustrated, that be mad, that always are ready to go and tell somebody about their problems instead of addressing it with the one they have a problem with. And a lot of times it's because they're placing and projecting these expectations on somebody that has no clue what they're talking about. They never had that conversation like, hey, I really, they, when Jesus comes, can you come and help me prepare this meal and clean the house? But instead, she's just mad. She's hot. Jesus, you see what she's doing? She's trying to go tell on her, thinking that that's going to make her feel better for herself. Sound like somebody in their feelings, right? You see, when we have unspoken expectations of someone else, we don't have room to be offended. Because if we're not willing to go and voice those with them, that's on us. That ain't on the other person when they do something that we didn't know was going to happen. I can't be mad at nobody else. It goes back to me and my bride, right? There's a lot of times I got stuff that I'm supposed to be doing. Calendar, she'd be on it. She'd be like, hey, we got this, this, and this today. It's on the calendar. It's on your phone. I know you get the alerts. I'm like, cool, baby, I got this. And then something will happen. I'll be like, hey, uh, I got this to go on at this time. And she's like, well, did you put it on the calendar? I'm like, I kind of forgot. She's like, if it ain't on the calendar, it ain't happening. And I'm like, okay. But that's the thing, right? I can't be mad at her if the problem is me. If I didn't voice these things, if I didn't do what I was supposed to do to make the expectations known, I ain't got no room to be offended. If I should be offended, I should be offended with myself that I didn't let her know this ahead of time, that I didn't put this on the calendar ahead of time. So you could save yourself a whole lot of frustration, a whole lot of heartache if you would just speak your mind. When I look around this room, I don't see nobody from the X-Men. I don't see no mutants. I don't see no professor that could read people's mind in here. So that means if we can't read each other's mind, then we need to speak our mind, right? We got to speak our mind. And that's not to say that you're going to belittle somebody, you're going to talk to them crazy, but you're going to just let them know. 
a lot of times people ask me, Farmer, what I got to do at church? And I, you know what I'm saying? And if I don't speak it, I can't be mad at nobody else for not doing it. That's on me. Unspoken expectations are always going to bring you some problems. But with yourself, that other person, they're going to keep living their life. It ain't going to bother them. They ain't know nothing. I want us to continue the story in verse 41 through 42. I want you to check out what Jesus tells Martha. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all the details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. God wants to give you something that can't nobody else take away. You have to be in a posture to receive it. And you know where you're going to have to receive it at? At his feet. you got to be at his feet. Jesus said, my dear Martha, they excuse her frustration or the way she's feeling. He's trying to let her know, hey, I love you, Martha. You my homie. We go back. I care about you. I know that you're frustrated. I know that you're angry. But you are focusing on the wrong things. And that's the thing, church. There's nothing wrong with some details, some planning, some structure, some organization. We all need those things, right? But when we obsess about them, Ooh, that's when we're going to find ourselves in trouble. That's when it's going to negatively impact us whether they go wrong or right. Because we're going to be so worried about things being done a certain way instead of missing what's right in front of us. And it's going to happen again and again and again. Which one are you? You Martha or you Mary? Are you running around saying, I'm doing these things for the Lord? But then you're stressing yourself out. Can't be mad at God when he didn't tell you to do some of these things. And I find myself in that glad he blessed me with Desiree because she'd be like, boy, she tells me a lot of times. Uh-uh, them people is just taking receive this right now. Let me not get upset. Let me not get angry because she's speaking some truth to me that I don't have the awareness to see for myself. It goes back to having that awareness of where you are in the middle of the road of what you were doing? Are you stressing out over things that really, at the end of the day, really don't matter? Now, I knew y'all see me all in my cowboy stuff, you know what I'm saying? You would be like, man, my pastor is a ride-or-die cowboy. The truth is, I'm not. I love the cowboys. They win, cool. They lose, I ain't losing sleep. I learned not to stress over the details of these things. Because guess who it's going to affect? It ain't going to affect them. It's going to affect just me. Which one are you, church? You Martha or you Mary? His presence is more important than what we could present to him and what we could do for him. So my challenge for all of us this week is very simple. It is time-consuming. And it's not always going to be easy, even though I try to make it easy for all present. Be present. I love my kids to death, but sometimes they check me. They be like, Dad, you be gone a lot. Dad, you be, I'll be like, yo, I need you to tell me these things so I can check myself and say, you know what? Let me put the phone down. You know what? 
I go to that meeting another day. You know what? I can skip this because I need to be right here right now because I don't want to miss what this is. I don't want to miss what God has for me. You can only receive if you're at his feet, church. You have to be present if you want to receive from him. Be present in your marriage. Be present with your children. Be present at your workplace. Be present with your family. You got to be present with the Lord if you want to see a move of God in your life. And that's not to say that he can't do those things without you doing them. He can, however he wants. But he wants you to have an experience with him that shakes you and changes you forever. That messes you with you so bad you can't wait to share and tell everybody about it. And they're like, well, how did that happen? Because I was present. I was at his feet. Be at his feet, church. Let me pray. Father, I thank you that no matter where we found ourselves in life, Father, you want to give us to the awareness. You want us to show us exactly what that looks like, where we need to go, and how we need to get there. So, Father, would you help us receive that? Would you point out the times that we are being Martha and we are stressing out over things that don't matter? Would you help us be more like Mary? And understand that if we really want to receive you, if we want to see you show up, Father, we got to invite you in. We got to be at your feet. We got to share the things that are in our minds and voice them with other people instead of spreading out frustration and anger and just making a mess of situations. Father, we need your help with this. Because, Father, if we could do it without you, man, we wouldn't ask for you. But we all need you. We all need more of you. Just like that song this morning. We want to be more like you, Jesus, and less like us. We thank you for the unique ways that you've made each one of us, Father, but we want you to be glorified in our life. We want you to show up in ways that changes us and it changes those around us. So would you help us with that? Would you point out to what that looks like for each one of us? Would you speak a word to us, Lord, that makes it very simple to walk with you in it? Father, we just thank you for your direction, for your love, for your guidance. We thank you for your patience with us because you know how impatient we are. Thank you, Lord. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, we're going to go to a time of worship, and we invite you, whatever that look like for you, man, if you, go worship. If you need to dance, then go ahead and dance, okay? You need to sit down and sit down. If you need to go pray somewhere, you need to pray up here, man, do whatever you need to do. But let's go be at his feet this morning, amen? Let's be at his feet.